0: She just let me write it This shit off the dome, this shit off the dome i going write it. I ain't even write it But this shit be already written J House
1: presents The Black and White Podcast With Herrick and Evan Elliott. What is up, brother? What up, man? Sorry about the intermission, but we are now back. Yes, sir. And we are rolling. Welcome to J House Podcast Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Hope everyone is doing well on this Friday. What is up, my brother?
0: Oh, man, you know how it is. Just finished up finals. Shout out to all the students of Alabama who survived finals week. Truly, truly a stressful time. Congratulations to you guys.
1: Congratulations, man. Oh,
0: oh yeah, man. It's like I was telling you. That last night was my first night getting more than four hours of sleep in 10 days. It has been nonstop studying, nonstop reading, nonstop researching, just nonstop writing. It never ends. Just grind, 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 man.
1: Screen went off on you again, probably.
0: <laughs> you're good. <laughs> it's all um, good, man. You know, you get to, like, the finals week, and it's like the 12th round in a title fight, and you're exhausted, but you can't be exhausted. Right. It's like, who cares if you're... I mean, that's what my dad... This is what my dad's always telling me, like, why I'm thankful to have a dad like him. I never complain if I'm ever in... No matter how stressed I am, it's got to be something just catastrophic for me to go to my dad and say, Dad, this is bugging me. Because if I I complain about anything like school is too much work or anything like that, he's going to say something along the lines of, I know my son is not complaining about having to work. (laughs) I know good and well you're not standing in here asking me to hold your hand and I'm just standing there like this was a mistake. Right. Shout out to the dads of the world. Um, Shout out. But, Shout bro, out. I'm I'm excited for this talk tonight because it ties directly into the first podcast we ever did. Yes. And you had sent me some stuff we're going to talk about. I'm going to do just a quick two-minute setup and we'll get your thoughts. Um. So when we first started way back in 2018, the very first podcast you and I ever did was about the state of Marvel in D.C. Yeah. And this this was back in October of 2018, which is half a decade ago, five years. Yeah, we're talking five years at this point. Um, And on that podcast, I said, because this was shortly after, this was Infinity War had come out in April. This was October. Yeah, And we were talking about Marvel, the state of Marvel in DC. And with Marvel, I said, well, I can't overstate the success they've had. They are a cinematic juggernaut that never ends. Um, And it's consistent. I mean, there are times where maybe they get too goofy. But even in the Thor Love and Thunders and the Ragnarok's, even in those... Yeah. There's st- still really good acting and phenomenal visuals, Yeah, albeit, albeit the story's kind of lame. right? Um, but overall, it's the biggest thing we've ever seen come to the theater. I mean, there's things like Star Wars, Harry Potter, and Lord of the Rings. Those are huge franchises. None of them did to cinema what the MCU's been doing. We've never seen anything on this scale, on that scale before. I've never. I'll never forget watching Force Awakens, and how hype the, the crowd was. Because there was a couple of moments, like when Han Solo showed up, when they showed the Millennium Falcon for the first time, where people yeah. were cheering, and I was like, "Man, this is hype!" Until right. I saw Avengers Endgame. Yeah, that that was just a whole nother level of oh my freaking goodness! I mean, do people were... Th- Throwing popcorn up in the air, jumping like it was like a concert. People were literally jumping up and down in a movie theater. A once, watching the, a once in a lifetime event. Like I'm just standing around, like what is going on? And then when Captain America had the gauntlet, me and my buddies were watching it. We stood up and we're jumping up and down, and heck, we even hugged each other. Like heck yeah, yeah. Like it was unbelievable, and it's amazing moments like that. But the state of Marvel in my opinion, hasn't really changed. I think the MCU is still the MCU. Sure, there are films here and there that maybe don't dominate like others, like Black Widow or... uh, What was the movie that came out before Black Panther? Uh, I think it was... um, Love and Thunder. Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah, that one that maybe a lot of people didn't like, or maybe you didn't care for a- She-Hulk. Eternals didn't do very well. Yeah, but none of that matters because Marvel's always got an ace up the sleeve, like yeah. Black Panther, or you name it. Or no way back. home. Yeah. Yeah. Or or no way home. Every time you think that the MCU slowing down, here comes Ryan Reynolds announcing that Hugh Jackman's going to be in the third Deadpool. Right. And it's like it just never ends. It never. Nothing, ends. nothing has changed with the MCU. It is what it is. It's never go- It's the Alabama football of cinema. It's something we've never seen before, and we're never going to see again. Huh? That simple. It's the Patriot Dynasty. It's whatever you want to call it. The Bulls run of the of the '90s. Exactly. Whatever, whatever you want to call it. Whatever you want to call it. And I said of DC on the flip side that day, I said, where Marvel has been an unstoppable juggernaut, DC has been a roller coaster of up and down, rocky emotions. And that's how it started. Yeah. Um. Things have slightly changed for DC because yeah. we, have, we have gone from rocky and divisive to... Bland. We have gone from, you know, a lot of people like it, a lot of people don't like it, controversial. Um, but Warner Brothers did manage to unite everybody with Justice League because everyone hated that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so in, shout out. To, in unison. Yeah, the, the shout out to them for uniting the people on that one. Um. But since then, it has just been – disappointment after disappointment it's been the opposite because with marvel it's been good movie good movie with some disappointment sprinkled in dc it's disappointment disappointment with a good movie sprinkled in here and there they they yeah. they, they, they give me just enough to give me hope but never enough to to sell me completely and it's yeah. a very tiring cycle because th- there will be an Aquaman and I'll be like, okay, this is pretty solid. I can get with this. But then I'll have to watch a Wonder Woman 84 and be like, what? What is yeah. this? You know, or or or, uh, or a Birds of Prey. I'm like, okay, Ewan McGregor's cool, but what the heck is this? Right. And And the biggest thing, and I'll pass it to you after this, Because there was a tweet that someone shared, and then you shared it on Facebook, and holy crap, it was so accurate. But the biggest issue is this. Marvel, from day one, has had a story. They have had a a story to tell, and everything has branched from that original story. They They laid a foundation. They had a beginning. They had phase one leading into the Avengers. Which from the Avengers on, that's where this thing really started to expand and really yeah. started to branch out. And then after the second Avengers came out, it branched out even further. Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. Ant-Man, uh, all these characters who we had never seen on the big screen before. Yes. And, they're, and they're beloved too. Um, and it's just been, um, that's what I can never get over is how all these stories are connected. Like how the first time we see Thanos is in a Guardians movie. Like the first time we hear him speak. Well, actually, the post credit scene of Avengers 2. But the first time we see Thanos actually interact is in Guardians. Yeah. And it's just so cool how they pick Guardians to really introduce us to who would end up being the big bad guy of the MCU. Right. It was perfectly done, like the hype. It's like, okay, we've got Ronan. He's a villain, but Thanos is the main villain, and we want to show you, just give you a little taste of what's to come. And that every film built up hype, and there was this sense of something big is going to happen. Like Thanos is coming. Like he's going to end up playing a part. And then when he showed up, he delivered. Right. And it was epic, unlike anything I've ever seen. Yeah. But my point is, what has been the most successful for the MCU has been this perfectly laid foundation of a story. DC, on the other hand, there... I mean, you take Birds of Prey, prime example. What the heck was the purpose of that movie? Right. Like, there there was none. It's like, okay, Harley Quinn post-suicide squad... But it really didn't leave us with anything, any hype for any future DC project. A bad Suicide Squad movie, at that. Oh, don't even get me started, dude. I don't even want to. We're not gonna go there. We're not gonna. I don't. After finals week, dude, I do not have the energy to get back on that film. People can look at past podcasts to hear me talk about that. Um. But with DC, they have had issues the story has been the biggest issue, trying to figure out where this is going. And, you know, it started out, and, you know, I don't want this to turn to an argument, but, you know, MOS, that was a... Uh, I, I would say, if you want to look at it like building a house, Eric, for an analogy, phase one, everything to Avengers, that was a concrete foundation. They poured the cement in. And they let it harden before they started building anything else. Warner Brothers allowed Zack Snyder to pour the cement in, the wet cement in. But then everybody in Warner Brothers started sticking a bunch of stuff in wet cement that shouldn't be there.
1: That shouldn't have been there.
0: They started sticking their fingers in it and they started pulling apart whatever foundation Snyder had. And then with BVS, they were like, okay, you've got to tell – basically, Zach, you've got to create what Marvel took like five movies to do. You've got to do that in one, which that's asking Zack Snyder to do the impossible. You're asking him to do something that's just not possible. And as a result, people saw a lot of the elements of BVS that felt rushed. For example, you know, it's like, okay, in one film, Batman and Superman have a disagreement. They're going to settle that disagreement in this movie. They're going to completely get over it. And Wonder Woman's there too. And Wonder Woman's going to team up with them. And then after all this, Doomsday's going to show up. And then they're going to fight and kill Doomsday. Is Doomsday going to, you know, how are we going to connect Doomsday? Oh, let's make him an incarnate version of Zod. Like there were just all these things. It's like, Okay, this is rushed. This is, okay, we're throwing stuff. Well, from there, things really got bad. Post-BBS, you know, we can argue the rockiness of BBS. But what we agree on is everything went to hell in a handbasket afterwards. Because when Justice League came out, I mean, that was just a nail in the chest. That was the rap. And, and then Suicide Squad. I remember, I felt like such an idiot, dude. After BVS, because I told so many of my, I worked at a movie theater when that movie came out, and I remember telling everybody, "No man, when Suicide Squad drops, the DCU is gonna take off." Boy, do I feel like an idiot. Yeah, that that age like milk. That's what that age like. Um, yeah. But and and since then, since Justice League, even though there have been decent films like Aquaman and others, they're not that they've still done a terrible job of connecting these films. And now, most recently, Black Adam The Rock has made some tweets about how Black Adam has made more than Captain America, even though he spent this whole campaign. Talking about, it's not a competition. We don't care about what Marvel's doing. We're doing our own thing because we're DC. Money doesn't matter. But now that Black Panther didn't make what it was supposed to, now, but it made more than Captain America. I'm like, really? Re- this is what we're doing. This is ah. what we're. Do- this is what we're gonna do. Like, Come on, Dwayne. You're, I'm one of, you're one of my favorite actors, dude. You're better than this. So, what's your reaction to The Rock and everything he's saying? Well,
1: there there's two part tweeters, because there was one from The Rock and then one from a uh, thread from James Gunn. But just in reaction to everything you just said, like you like you said, bro, this is... This is half a decade, 10 years in, in reality when it comes down to the DCEU, because it started in 2013. So really 10 years in their terms, but five years for us. Um, and if in another five years, DC still doesn't have their crap together, then we have every right to quit on them and never talk about them again as t- in terms of a cinematic universe. Um. I'm hurt. I I am right. We're right back at square one, right where we began. And me and you will never agree about where the DCEU went wrong, but we'll always agree about where it died, which was Justice League. Um, me, from two different points, First, as a as a Snyder fan, subjectively, let me say that I don't think that cinematic universe cinematic universe wise, it was the wisest decision to not continue the Snyderverse. I will hold true to that sentiment subjectively as a Snyder fan. It that was not the smartest move, you know, obviously. I know you want to get your universe back on track. I know you want to make it, you know, get it there. But in the time span of things, do you really have time to go through this whole reboot process again? And it's limited. So as a Snyder fan, I'm just saying this. The chances were there for them to restore the Snyderverse. The chances were there. You know, the the four-hour cut of Justice League is there dark side the anti-life equation plot points to uh, ZSJL 2, 3 and part 4 um, endless possibilities of where the DCEU could have been under Zach's direction had they restored it um, and I don't think that that's something that WB is going to be able to live down if they don't succeed in the DCEU area as a as a as a dc fan in general away from that we needed zach because he laid structure like you said he laid found he laid groundwork he weighed he weighed laid foundation said this is how we're gonna do this this and this and we're gonna do it the dc way i talked to nolan this is our thing. This is our tone. This is what we want to do. And he backs me on that. This is what I want to do with DC. Foundation. Warner Brothers start sticking stick in the, wet, in the wet spots. It's not dry yet. You know what I'm saying? It's like Pusha T's new album. It's almost dry. That's what they called it. And that's what Zach was saying. Wait, wait, wait. It's almost dry. Don't do that yet. WB's like, no, we got to get this in now. We got to get this hurry up, hurry up and done. We disagree on BVS all the time. I did come to the conclusion that I do see your perspective on where things were rushed as far as what was put into the movie. But I disagree with you because I still think the movie turned out to be a masterpiece because Zach is just that damn good as a director. And that's just me. That's me personally.
0: Well, and in and, 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 and the spirit of fairness, sorry to cut you off, but in the spirit of fairness, it's not hard for me to understand why you like the film so much. Yeah. It, it's not like I'm, I'm sitting over here like we're talking about TLJ. Where and I'm, I'm saying
1: just, you don't understand it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, or are like, I'm not over here like, oh, my God, how can you give that film anything above a five like I am with TLJ? With, right, B- right. With, with BBS, I can see the argument. Like, e- even though I am no fan of Jesse Eisenberg's Lex, I can understand why some people did like it. I just didn't like it. Right,
1: so. and that's and that's respectable. And and we've held that position for a long time. We don't have to sit here and, and go over SS and and in how terrible that was, or. How great of a rebound Wonder Woman was! It was the best Wonder Woman film ever, probably the only one we have yet. And, um, but I mean, back to to the original point, the foundation was there, but Warner Brothers bop bop out, and I'm like, okay, don't. Rest- all right, it's already too late. Y'all are not going to restore the Snyderverse fine. Let the Snyderverse end with ZSJL. Okay, I can live with that. Zach is on the better things. Now we're just talking about DC in general. Snyder's not in the picture anymore. Now we're just talking about DC in general. What are you going to do? Okay, we're going to bring in so-and-so to be the CEO. David Zaslev. David's like, this is a mess. Cut all this stuff off. No Batgirl movie. None of that. We're not doing stuff that we're just green lighting out the butt. We're not doing that. I'm like, okay, my boy got some sense. Okay, then. Cool. He know what to do. All right. Then Dwayne comes on hyping up Black Adam. You know, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. all this is going on. Mind you, while DC continues to be successful in the solo projects area, Joker, you know what I'm saying? The Batman, both big, humongous hits. No debate there. But cinematic universe-wise, it's a mess still. So Black Adam's getting hyped up. You know, Dwayne's giving all the talking points. Yeah, we're changing the hierarchy of the DC Universe. We're not in competition with Marvel. We're just doing our own thing, doing what we can do. I'm like, okay, Dwayne, that's what I want to hear because that's what Zach was telling us years ago. I can, I can get with that. Okay, I see you, bro. I'm with it. Then we go see Black Adam. Brother, I owe you an apology. Pre-podcast that night, I was so hyped. I was so ready. I was excited to see what he was going to bring to the screen. Heard Henry Cavill was going to be back. And then this film turns out to be the most basic cookie-cutter DCEU film
0: ever. And it was boring. Like... That's the one thing I didn't expect it to be. I thought, if nothing else, this will be an action film with good fight scenes. And there was one at the beginning where, like, you first remember when Black Adam killed all those. When people? he
1: wakes up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was epic. And I remember watching that, like, oh, okay, we're about to get a full movie of this. And then there were scenes where, like, it shows his backstory, and those were very intense. And I'm like, okay, this is Black Adam. This is what he is in the comics. I like this. This is. This is good, but then they had to spend the other eighty percent with Black Adam joking around with a ten year old. Yeah, for what reason? It's like, oh, we gotta put, we have to have a comic relief character. God forbid if we don't have a comic relief character,
1: we gotta joke it up somehow. And I'm like, this is still on some Justice League shit, all the way, and. After that, I was like, okay, we'll see how it goes. The film did what it was supposed to do uh, a little bit, I guess. I bit the bullet on that, which I did tweet. I tweeted that. I said, I have to take the L this year. I did write an article saying that Black Adam and not The Flash would save the DCEU. I was wrong, and I took the L on that. I I hold my L proudly on that. And um, even still with The Flash, we don't even know. We don't even know what that's going to do, but I'll get to that in a second. You, you still there? Oh, yeah. Um, so now here we are, present day. I was at work. Then I start seeing these headlines going around. Black Adam has made 300-something million, and it lost 100 million for Warner Brothers. But then Dwayne comes to do damage control, saying they still have 52 to $72 million unaccounted for, and the financiers are trying to confirm that. This is textbook damage control, because the hierarchy of the DCEU did not change at all. Not with Henry Cavill in the post-credits. I mean, it gave us some hope. Not with Henry Cavill there. Not with Dwayne Johnson there. And then he brings up Captain America's numbers. Mind you, the uh, first Avenger was actually the what fourth installment of the MCU. It was the fourth film, Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Incredible Hulk, Thor. It was the fifth movie in the MCU in phase one. And uh, already part of a on-its-way-to-be-completed story with Avengers coming after that. So there's really no comparing it to a black Adam movie that is part of a justice league continuity that is switched tones multiple times. And so it, there's really no comparison there. Black Adam is not the first DCEU movie man of steel was so, you know, black Adam is not phase one DCEU. We don't even know what phase these, D- the DCEU is in right now. We don't know because there is none. There's no structure. So it's really no comparison. Then we get the news about Wonder Woman 3 being axed, which is true and confirmed by the day because Patty Jenkins walked out due to creative differences on the script, apparently. Then we hear about Jason Momoa getting recast as Lobo. Michael Keaton's canceled Batman movie was actually a Batman Beyond movie. Then we hear about uh, uh, Henry Cavill now probably being in jeopardy of playing Superman. They don't know what to do. And so there's madness. There's madness and confusion, Evan, all over the DC fandom. I saw it on Twitter. I saw it on Instagram. All over the place. Just fans speculating, trying to figure out what the heck is going on with DC. What's the direction? What are we doing? Are we restoring the Snyderverse? Are we erasing everything and just starting over from scratch with new cast and new people? What are we doing? The DC universe is in complete disarray. And then James Gunn answers with this thread. This is from him, uh, December 8th. So as for the story yesterday in the Hollywood Reporter, some of it is true. Some of it is half true. Some of it is not true. And some of it we haven't decided yet whether it's true or not. Although this first month at D.C. has been fruitful, building the next 10 years of story takes time. And we're still just beginning Peter and I chose to helm DC Studios knowing we were coming into a, fra- into a fractious environment, both in the stories being told and in the audience itself, and there would be an unavoidable transitional period as we moved into telling a cohesive story across film, TV, animation, and gaming. But in the end, the drawbacks of that transitional period were dwarfed by the creative possibilities and opportunity to build on what has worked in DC so far— And to help rectify what has not. We know we are not going to make every single person happy every step of the way. But we can promise everything we do is done in the service of story and in service of the DC characters we know you cherish and have cherished our whole lives. As for more answers about the future of the DCU, I will sadly have to ask you to wait. And we are giving these characters and stories time and attention they deserve. And we ourselves still have a lot more questions to ask and answered. That was posted, following with a um, a Alex Ross painting of the classic Justice League lineup. End quote. So, when he addressed that among all this chaos, what he is technically saying is that we don't know. And I have a video coming out tomorrow giving some more thoughts on that. But we don't know. That's where DC, the DCEU is right now. We're not talking about the Joker Part 2 or the Batman Part 2. We're not talking about DC projects, solo projects. Those projects have never been in question. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the DC Cinematic Universe. We don't know. We don't know what the continuity is. We don't know who's getting recasted. We don't know who's going to come back and who's not. We don't know. All we know is that we do have release dates for Blue Beetle, The Flash, and all the DC movies coming out next year. That's all we got. That's it. We don't know what the future of the EU is. We're going to have to wait and be patient so they can plot this thing out for the next 10 years. Assuming... That, you know, assuming that, you know, they'll still be in the market to compete in in 10 years. So that just, that right there, bro, that just took all the energy out of me from, from yesterday for DC. That took all the energy out of me. I could care less about this cinematic universe. I have never been more divested from a franchise in my life. You know, I'll happily binge MOS, BVS, Wonder Woman, and ZSJL on special occasion like I do Lord of the Rings and the Star Wars saga because it's just that beautiful. And in my heart, it may be the last time we see any sliver of hope of a connected DC universe for now. But as of right now, I, I don't have the energy to continue this cycle with DC I don't. And so we're just going to have to wait. And what happens, happens. If Blue Beetle's good, okay. If The Flash is good, okay. Just give me one good freaking DC Cinematic Universe movie first. And then we'll move on to the next step. Give me real DC again. And then we can move on to the next step. Because ever since 2017, it's been a cluster of Warner Brothers effing up. Different visions and creative visions clashing, but the studio wanting to do one thing. And it's just messed up some of the most opportunistic times that we've ever had in cinematic history for comic book heroes. Wasting Henry Cavill's time, wasting Ben Affleck's time, wasting monumental generational iconic talents who can breathe life into these characters. And I just, I can't fathom how it's gotten this mucked up and how this, how it came to this. I mean, we know how it came to this, but like how it continues to go on like this is, it's beyond me. And, and so I don't, I just don't think I can stomach it. So that's where I'm at right now. Thoughts?
0: My stance on Black Adam, I want to start there first. When you talk about films that will save DC. You know, I I said this once before. It's hilarious how when we first started out, you were the one saying how DC is dead because the, the, the wound of Snyder was still fresh when we first started. It was fresh as hell. It it was, it was something that had happened in the previous year or two and, uh, Justice League had just come out the year before. So it was a sore subject. Um, my stance at the beginning when we started this podcast was, I think they'll get it right. I think that eventually they'll get it right because Aquaman was decent, um, But around the time of – I'm trying to remember the exact moment where I lost faith. I want to say it was um, – I mean, Suicide Squad was a big hit uh, to my faith in this. But at some point along the line, I became the pessimist. And I said, it's just never going to happen. Like, we're we're never going to get – it may have been Wonder Woman 84 is what I want to say, because I remember watching it thinking, oh, my God, like this was a bright spot for D.C. Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman was one of the few good things we had going. And now she has a bad movie. Um, I need to rewatch that. It's so bad. Like, dude, I was shocked at how bad it like the, the villain that Pedro Pascal plays, that's not terrible. Like he's not a terrible storyline, but the the cheetah that is the lamest villain origin I've ever seen, and then the she's only there so Wonder Woman can fight somebody yeah like she because you know you can't like Wonder Woman's not gonna go head to head with uh max max what's his name Maxwell Lord I think. yeah yeah, I'm pretty sure Maxwell Lord. I mean, they're not really gonna have a hand to hand combat fight. Wonder Woman wins that easy. So you had to have Wonder Woman fight someone. Right. But it's but at some point I became the pessimist and I kept telling you on the and I'm not here to say I told you so, but I kept saying on this pod, Black Adam is not gonna be the film to save the DCU. And I said that based on the fact that Black Adam is not a well known D C character. He's You did. A, you did. I, I said he is a He's a good character, but he's not somebody that a lot of DC fans know. I projected; I thought this film would make anywhere from five hundred to six hundred million dollars. Sadly, I was wrong. Uh, well, I mean, I think we're talking what is it, $350, three fifty, three sixty, maybe four
1: hundred. It's not even going to get the four hundred because they're still trying to verify fifty two to seventy two million that Dwayne claims the film made. So it
0: might not even be that. Jesus. Uh, but and, and even what I kept saying was with the flash, that has to be the film that'll set things on the right track, because it's the only film that can tie all this mess together. Like, you know, yeah. Dwayne, Dwayne kept saying Black Adam's going to be the one to fix everything. I'm like, how? Like, this is one guy. How, how is this going to make sense of all the BS we've seen in the past? Right. Uh, Flashpoint is going to be that film that's going to attempt to fix everything. And what bothers me, Eric, is I have no reason to believe it'll be any good. I I, I can't point. I mean, Andres Muschietti, he did a good job with it, with uh, Bill Skarsgård, Pennywise. I mean, he did good with that. But, I, I mean, with this, I'm just... I'm at the point, dude. I just, I'm so tired of getting my hopes up. I'm so freaking tired of, and, and, and the thing that really bugs me is I'm watching the Batman or I'm watching Joker or I'm watching the, and I'm thinking to myself, how was this made by the same company that put out Suicide Squad? Seriously. Like, how, how did both of these films come from the same company? the same executives that put out The Dark Knight put out Suicide Squad. Yeah. You got to be kidding me. I mean, it, it's the, the saddest drop-off when I watch, like, The Batman. I remember going to watch that movie with you, dude, and what sucked was, it was Thursday night, first showing, and that theater was freaking empty.
1: Now, now, to be fair, to be fair, I did put out a disclaimer and a warning that the Batman was not going to be one of those films. It wasn't going to be one of those where the theaters packed out and everybody. Well, maybe it was. Maybe it was just that theater. I'm not sure. I can't speak for that, and but I did didn't
0: make a good amount of money like the Batman made what it was supposed to. It, it didn't cross right. the billion threshold, which I didn't think it would. But I think it made like $700, 800 million It made somewhere in that area.
1: About seven hundred something. But like it in, was it was for that amount, for it to be a detective noir film where you have to sit your butt down and pay attention, that's a lot
0: for that movie. Well, so. but I mean, but the thing is, though, it's Batman. Like you can throw out everything else if it's Batman that that's synonymous with money. Like yes. more, like whether it's detective noir or over the top or Dark Knight. It's Batman, you know, no matter right. what, we want to slice it. It's um, but, you know, I've watched that and I'm like, oh, my God, Paul Dono is so crazy. And Robert Pattinson, these fight scenes are awesome. And Gotham City looks amazing. And these visuals are amazing. And the script is good and the acting's good. And the makeup on Colin Farrell is freaking ridiculous. It's so good. It's insane what they did to him. and and I watch that, and then I look at, you know, the villain from Suicide Squad looking as ridiculous as ever. I look at Cheetah from Wonder Woman. I look at from Justice League. I look at all these other just terrible looking characters, and I just think to myself, you've got to be kidding me. How is this the same studio? And it's just unbelievable for me at point that we are 10 years in because like you said Man of Steel came out in 2013 which is when this really started Marvel at 10 years had okay let me think 5 team up movies because Endgame, yeah. Endgame was the last of the 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 10 years right yes so that's 5 Avengers Avengers 2 Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame. Yeah, that's five team-up movies. Right. Five good ones. Five billion dollar team-up films. DC doesn't even have one. I mean, BVS maybe if you want to count it, but we don't have a single good Justice League movie that made it to the big screen. It's a damn...
1: uh, I don't even want to go there because it's a damn shame. Ain't no reason for you not to put your superior version of Justice League out in theaters, but that's, I ain't even gonna go there.
0: Well, I mean, it's just a matter of like, see, the the issue that Warner Brothers has found themselves in is they have found themselves in a hole that they're trying to dig themselves out of, but they can't because they keep digging this thing deeper. Because the problem is, you've got all these films that you've already started working on. Like The Flash, there's too much money invested in it, that movie's coming out. Whether they lose their butt on it or not, it's coming out.
1: It's coming. Uh,
0: um, it, it's Dion Sanders. It's yeah, coming. Dion.
1: That's exactly.
0: I'm coming. Yeah, I'm coming. I love that speech. It's a beautiful speech. Oh, dude, that. W- and then that. We we gotta do a podcast responding to some of these people saying that Dion was too harsh. I'm like,
1: Psh. you know what? You know what, Evan? Go ahead, and run the whole ad lib while you at it, from a Marvel perspective. Hey. I know what DC doing over there, but we going into phase five and six. Hey, when Fantastic Four get here, tell them I'm coming. Hey, Avengers, uh, uh, uh Kang, Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars. I'm coming. Deadpool three with
0: Wolverine. I'm coming. Hey, that's it. That's it. You're not kidding. And even though She-Hulk, a lot of people didn't like it, it doesn't matter. Because Marvel's released Black Panther and people have forgotten all about She-Hulk. Forgot all about it. That like you give Marvel the pass. The problem with DC is they release something bad and they have no big project up their sleeve to redeem themselves. And they still, after all this time, have no continuity no storyline and like james gunn said in his series of tweets he's basically like well look we need time we need time to figure out how to unscrew up this mess that we've screwed up well maybe good because i mean you can't just restart the whole thing you can't just say okay forget everything that's ever happened we're gonna just scrap everything and recast everybody because that's gonna put Warner Brothers in a financial hole that they can't dig themselves out of. There's too many movies that they've already cast people for that people working on. Uh, they've already Blue, canceled Blue they, Beetle.
1: Who the hell told him to do a Blue Beetle movie and why? I don't know, Eric. Why? I, I don't. I, I I mean, it ain't no hate toward the character because the character is a great character. But why? Why in the hell do we have a Blue Beetle movie for what?
0: We have a Blue Beetle solo movie in the DCU before a Batman movie.
1: Before a solo Batman movie. Like, what are we doing? You know what?
0: Before before Superman gets his second movie. Before, bro.
1: I'm starting to think that DC was just never meant to have cinematic universes.
0: I've been thinking that for a long time. I'm like, god, I don't know if Bob Kane or Bill Finger angered you way back when and you put a curse on DC, but this this don't make any sense.
1: This don't make no sense cuz we only got 3 films of a of a, at least a one coherent part of a DC cinematic universe, but everything after it is just like this stuff is not coming together. Like what what is it? Like it's just not and and i and i do under i do see that point you know yeah they they've invested too much money aquaman and the lost kingdom has to drop uh the flash has to drop blue beetle now has to drop Shazam fury of the freaking irrelevant gods is going to drop irrelevant yeah. irrelevant like <sighs> like it, they're going to drop and whatever results come of them come of them but I'm going to have to be there to watch it because I got to see what's going to happen. I got to see how this thing's going to, we got to see how this thing's going to unfold. No way I miss, I miss the flash next year. No way. With all this drama, with Ezra Miller, with just everything that we've been through, bro, over the past five years, there has to be a light at the end of this tunnel. And if it's not, then fine.
0: I mean, we would think that at this point, you know, I'd love to think that, but what reason do I have to think that? What reason do I have? That that that's sort of the issue is I have no reason. It's like, you know, I I really want to believe that it'll be good. I really want to believe that this whole thing's going to be turned around, but the problem is I think in terms of logic, not feelings, and there's just no objective logical point that I can make, not even one that says that Warner Brothers is gonna turn this around in the foreseeable future. I have no reason to think that.
1: None. There's, there's subject there's a subjective reasoning as to why you why you can't think that either. Yeah, I'm... I
0: can't I can't even be subjective with it. I mean I, I can't even I I can't even delude myself because I mean sometimes I will blatantly fool myself. And I know it's stupid, but sometimes if I really want a movie to be good, I can trick myself into believing that it'll be good. Yeah. I did it with Last Jedi. After I saw it the first time I left the theater and I was like, huh, that was kind of interesting. That movie had some good parts in it. I think I got to watch it again. But I mean, overall, not bad, Disney. Second time I watched Last Jedi... Oh, my God. I'm an hour in, and I'm like, is this the same movie? Right. Did, what? Where's the fight? Like, Where's the anything? I'm watching. I'm like, oh, Phasma's dead now? Oh, Snoke is dead now? Ray's parents are nobody. Wait, what? What am I watching? But then, with DC, I, I can't even... Sit here and be subjective and act like, oh, yeah, Michael Keaton will make sure that Flash is good. I mean, and, and, and that's saying something, because I was all hyped up for Michael Keaton's return. But now right. I never thought I'd say this. I don't think Michael Keaton's big enough to make Shazam good. He's not. There's nothing Michael Keaton can do at all, I mean, no matter there,
1: how legendary he is.
0: There might be some scenes in the movie. Where uh you know he's in it and there's some good scenes, but I'm worried about the other parts of the movie. I'm worried I'm I'm very concerned. Now, do I think that Warner Brothers will ever give up? No. Because they can't. Because at this point you're too deep. You're in you have- too deep. You have to keep going. You threw your hat in the ring. You gotta finish. You gotta do something. Like they're gonna keep they're not just gonna say oh well we can't do it we're done we're just gonna cancel everything and just not worry about like no there's too much money involved they're gonna move forward they're gonna keep trying they're gonna try and figure it out. The problem is I've been waiting this long and I'm not any we're more still... con- I'm not any more convinced than I was on the first podcast we ever did that right. they're gonna fix it
1: right. Like, it's like you said, you made an excellent point earlier. There's nothing to fall back on. Like, we no. can we can look at the MCU and we can see, you know, okay, if Thor Ragnarok is trash or if Thor 11th Thunder is trash, okay, you got Infinity War and Endgame that makes up for that. You know, if Phase 4 doesn't start out so hot and there's a few, you know, Eternals or whatever and She-Hulk, no biggie. You know, we got No Way Home And freaking Black Panther, Wakanda, forever to make up for that. We got Loki, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. There are projects that make up for that. You know what I'm saying? Star Wars, even. Sequel trilogy. Okay, It's, it's divisive and bad and terribly structured. Okay, but we got Rogue One. We have Solo. We have the Mandalorian we have Book of Boba Fett we have Kenobi we have the Clone Wars we have Tales of the Jedi you see how that list goes on and on of all these different things that make up for every blunder that a studio has DC has none and even if you wanted to look it up for the DCEU we'd have to go back we'd even we'd have to go back down the timeline to like MOS BVS the Nolan trilogy Or beyond that to like the Keaton era or, you know, even currently now with Joker and the Batman, we'd have to search to find higher ground to stand on for DC. We That's just the nature of what it is. There's no cushion anywhere, nowhere I can hide to say that, you know what, DC had me right here. Is cinematic universe-wise. They had me right here. I got no high ground I can stand on. I can't on a a solo scale. I can say, yeah, the Batman was the shit. Can't say nothing about that. Can't say nothing about Joker. Masterpieces. We talk about that DCEU, though. I got to go all the way back to 2016 and 2013 and 2021 to an amazing movie that wasn't even uh, dropped in theaters but on HBO Max. That's where I got to go, Evan.
0: It's embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing. And, you know, it it, it just amazes me how the MCU can get five awesome team-up movies and theaters, and we can't get one. We can't get one. And not only that, they've got... Hell, dude, they've got team-up movies for characters that aren't even the Avengers. They did a team-up movie with Spider-Man. They did a Spider-Man team-up movie, and it was awesome.
1: A generational crossover event in the MCU that brought all three generations of Spider-Man fans together.
0: And DC responds with Black Adam. And you respond with Black Adam i i you you just can't make this up
1: you can't write this bro. <laughs> you,
0: you, you can't like you cannot make this crap up and you know the only hope that I see for d c moving forward is if by some unbelievable foreseen miracle flash is actually really good
1: oh it would be a miracle if that film was great and just rebooted the whole DC universe it would be a f- a
0: miracle that would be the largest weight ever lifted off my shoulders in the history of this podcast i would be able to come on here talk about dc and actually smile which is something i don't get to do a lot on here
1: we haven't done that well in like the entirety of jay house but except for when we're talking about solo films or
0: we have to talk about the dark knight to be positive i mean and and, and i'm gonna be honest dude i'm sick and freaking tired of talking about the dark knight <laughs> if... and, I, <laughs> and i love that movie you know how i feel it's literally my favorite movie ever made heath ledger is my favorite performance ever but at the same time i'm like damn it can heath get a little help here can, 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 can somebody help Heath out? Can somebody else, like, alleviate this man of being the only thing that the just knee-jerk reaction of DC fans whenever Marvel fans start talking crap? Oh, Heath Ledger. Like, I always give the analogy, Auburn fans, oh, well, kick six. Kick six, kick six, kick six, kick six, kick six. Cam Newton, kick six. I sound like an Auburn fan now, and it bothers me wow that's I hate, tough i know i'm sorry i'm sorry I'll, I'll, that's tough i know that was hurtful but i i'm sorry
1: i was going i was going to kick kick it back to earlier when we were talking about that and i was going to be like well if if infinity war is 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 the miracle at jordan hare then the kick six is is for damn sure game, in game in that regard
0: so. no nah, bull crap you know what it is That's five national championships that the MCU's got with those Avengers movies. They're Alabama. They got championships. Avengers 1 was a championship. Avengers 2. Civil War was a championship. Infinity War was a championship. Endgame was the biggest championship they've won yet.
1: But the fashion, though. It's about the fashion and and the way you did it. For you, which is why I compare it to the kick six
0: and the miracle of Jordan Hare. It's the fashion in which Marvel did it. Well, the only the only reason I wouldn't agree with that is because like the kick six and the miracle both were unpredictable. Like nobody saw that coming. Nobody knew that something that insane was about to happen. With the MCU, it was methodically planned out. Now we may not have known exactly what was gonna happen, but we knew something was gonna happen. Like the, 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 the hair on your neck was already standing up before the movie started for Endgame. Yeah. Like you were already sweating. I was. Yeah. I was already sweating. And I'm like, oh man, here we go. Here we go. I've never been like that for a DC film, for a DCU film. I right. have never once gone in and been like, okay, here we go. You know, I kind of was for BVS. And uh, I watched that movie six times in theaters. Uh because, like I said, I got free movies. And each time, I was like, okay, okay, it's something. Um I'll never make up my mind about that movie. But perhaps <laughs> that's part of the genius of Zack Snyder. Um, For
1: which movie? Sorry. BVS.
0: Uh, I'll probably Because it... ne- I'll, I'll watch it, Eric, and I swear. And I'll be like, that was actually pretty good. And then I'll watch it the next time, and I just can't get past Jesse Eisenberg.
1: It's weird. Yeah. It's so weird for me. I'm I'm not gonna defer to the the sequel trilogy the sequel the sequel defender mindset, which is oh, you'll get it soon. You just don't understand it right now. I'm never gonna insult your intelligence like that. If you watched it and we've discussed it and you just still don't find the performance to be to be good and you're in your opinion and that's just what it is I can't well, well, I, I can't I just, insult you by saying you don't get it or you don't understand
0: it. When I say I don't find that performance to be good I, I don't mean it in the sense of Jesse Eisenberg was a bad actor in it because he wasn't. It was just a matter of as somebody who's grown up reading Lex Luthor comics I'm thinking this is so like, this is a Lex Luthor I don't recognize like I don't like I've never read any comic book where Lex Luthor is putting Jolly Ranchers in other dudes mouths.
1: Have you read the... I haven't gotten to read the Birthright comic yet. I want... I'm going to do it this weekend. But I'm going to read that. And then I'm going to see how it compares to Lex's... Uh, to Eisenberg's there's, BBS there's,
0: And I'm sure there's some version of Lex Luthor out there somewhere that is similar to Eisenberg. I just haven't read it yet.
1: Every yeah. comic
0: I've ever read he's the he is the uh the classic billionaire pompous arrogant villain yeah, but i mean overall dude just to sort of wrap this up and moving forward for for d c and reacting to these messages you know there's that one tweet you shared where if someone said that we're ten years in and we still don't even have our story finalized. And you were like, well, yeah, this sums up J House perfectly. Yeah. You're not kidding. You are absolutely not kidding when you say that. We are no closer to having a, a, a continuity. And, and the, this is where Ezra Miller's really starting to piss me off because Flash is the film that's supposed to make sense of everything. And I'm trying to be positive because the DCAU, the animated universe, which is so good, um, yeah, it starts out with Flash and a timeline. So I'm not against the idea of this all goes around Flash and there's different timelines. I'm like, okay, that could work. And there's a lot of things you can do with that. And if you do it right, it could be pretty cool. Um. But my problem is if I can't trust you to make a second Wonder Woman movie if I can't trust you to make a good Black Adam movie if I can't trust you to make these movies how am I supposed to trust you with Flash when you haven't proven to me that you can consistently handle solo character movies? Yeah. So that's where I'm at just to wrap up my points. I agree man. I
1: agree with you. I'm on my We started this podcast in college. I'm now on my first child. Been married for three years. And DC is still no closer to having a coherent cinematic universe. In five years, as James Gunn has predicted, if I'm on my second or third child by then, and you've graduated college, and we're still on this podcast talking about how DC has no longer moved forward and is still stalling and trying to get its crap together. I will never support DC again. That's that's what time it is.
0: I'll still support them because I just love like, and we can do another, like a whole podcast on this, like why I can never give up on Batman. It's just because I mean the, the Batman comics for me, man, like those are so personal because I've always loved Batman so much just because it's a hero who believes in something. Like, his morals are so unbreakable, and it's his belief system that helps him to keep going, and it's like the, the ideology of Batman. He's not just, oh, I'm a hero for the sake of being a hero. Like, there's so much emotion behind it, and there's so much... Uh, I guess you could say, philosophy in Batman. Like with Joker, that never-ending conflict between the two. And the way Joker's always trying to get Batman to crack. And it's, as Heath Ledger said, the unstoppable force meeting the immovable object. Um, so I, I can never give up on DC. I love Batman too much, but... I'll rephrase. The DCEU. But, I'll give up on the DCEU. Oh, I've been giving up on the DCEU. I don't think it'll ever be good, and I've made my peace with that. Yeah. I've made my peace. After watching Black Adam, I looked at you, and I said what? Eh. Meh. That's exactly what I said. I looked at you after the movie. When the credits were rolling, I looked at you, and I was like, eh. Meh. And I meant it. I said, God damn. In the words of G-Eazy, I mean it. I mean it. Oh, Lord knows I mean it,
1: and this was a good one. Absolutely, bro. It was a pleasure on this one. Thank you guys for tuning in to J House Podcast Radio. This will be up tomorrow as a part of our triple header, one podcast, two YouTube videos dropping. So be sure to like and subscribe and check out this podcast. I'm your host, Eric Houston, with my co-host, Evan Elliott, and we will catch you guys later, man.
0: Peace. Peace.
1: Thank Thank you for joining. This has been been another another edition of J J House Radio.